Well, I will, uh, I'll start us off muted and then I'll bring in the music as well. And then, yeah, we'll kind of just go through the flow. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, let's do it. Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 90. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as always, you can reach out to me on all of the socials everywhere at flores.run. Uh, today, we have uh, an exciting guest. I'm very, very excited to have a conversation with her today. Uh, I connected with her uh, via an Instagram reel. As you guys know, I, I do a lot of my research for clients and stuff on Instagram because that's where people are sharing their stories or being being authentic with it. And her reel came across on my like discovery kind of page. And then I was scrolling, checked out her profile and, and heard a little bit of her story from her post. And it really just connected with me on so many levels, just passion and, and kind of going through adversary, adversity, dealing with, with conflict, all these things. Just an amazing story. I'm not going to butcher her story because she's going to tell it a lot better than I'm going to. But thank you so much for being on the show today, Telsa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share my story and not only with you, but everyone else that kind of feels stuck in their ways and feels like there's no way out um, that could use a little bit of closure and or clarity. Yeah. I love, I love even the way you just put that of just like this idea of, of closure and clarity. Cause sometimes we can think of closure as like a negative thing of like, it's, oh, it's done. It's ended. But really closure is kind of like making room for the things that are more important. Definitely with closure, there comes a lot of things and it can kind of lead, lead you into different paths in your life. And that's one thing that I've kind of learned throughout my journey is that closure isn't always negative. There's always a different side of it. And it's what it comes down to is the outlook that you have on it. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Well, I want to start this off just kind of hearing your story, hearing kind of your background to where you are today. That's kind of giving you this this reason of wanting to share your story and kind of the difference you're making with people. So I'm going to shut up and just let you do your thing. Um, so this goes back to my younger ages. I was always that kid that was a little bit overweight. Um, the good thing is, is that I carried my weight very confidently. Um, but that was one thing that I retrieved. I wanted people to see this confident person, no matter my size, whether I was big, I was small, Um, I wanted everyone to think I was confident and I was comfortable in my skin and the reality of it, I was not, um, I was always the biggest one in my class. I was always the heaviest one out of all my friends. And for a lot of people, they thought it bothered me or they didn't think it bothered me because of the way I, (laughs) I played this persona of me being happy when I really wasn't. Um, finally at the age of 19, I realized I was just done. I was tired of it. I was tired of living this lie to not only myself, but the public's view. I was very active in cheerleading. I was very active in life in general. Um, so I knew I needed to change not only for myself, but for my health. 
And that was like my main concern. I was 19 years old and I was almost 300 pounds. I was 262 pounds. Um, and that, that number sticks in my head. It stays in my head every single day because it reminds me of who I used to be. Um, so after countless times of trying to change my weight and change my eating habits and always feeling like I was just getting pushed down, I would lose five pounds and then I would gain 20 or whatever the case may be. I was tired of it. So I decided it was, it was necessary for a change and I actually underwent gastric sleeve. Um, I was a little nervous. I was very hesitant just speaking that I was young, but then it reminded me that even though I'm young, I can still accomplish these things. And if I change it while I'm young, I can strive for furthermore in the future. So that's one thing that kind of stuck with me is I felt stuck, but I knew there was a way out and I needed that tool that could help me. And for me, that tool was getting this surgery done. So finally ended up, ended up getting the surgery. And as soon as I opened my eyes from my surgery, I knew I was going to be a different person. I told myself right then and there, it's time to change. This is no more games. There's no more playing. I need to make a change for myself. Um, finally, after that, I started relearning the value of food. When I was bigger, I had a huge addiction with food and I emotionally, mentally connected with my food. Um, whether I was happy, whether I was sad, food was my safe haven to me. Um, so I, I knew I needed to change the mental aspect of weight loss before I could change physical. Mm -hmm. So I went about eight to nine months post-op just controlling my mind thoughts and rewriting the value of food. Um, finally, after that, about nine months later, I decided to join my local, a local gym here. Um, they do group training sessions. So I knew it was going to be a good environment for me. I'm one of those people that I like competition. <laughs> so I, I needed to see other people trying as hard. So it would push me to go harder. Mm. Um, I ended up literally, I went to the gym um, I did a free trial class. They give you a week free trial class. By the first day, I signed up for the year program. I was like, there's no more playing around. I don't need to do this for another five to seven days to figure out if this is right for me or if, if this is what I want to do. I know this is what I need to do. And since then, I've been pushing constantly in the gym six, six to seven days a week, one to two times a day. Um, and I can't tell you how good that feels to make that change and want that change still to this day, three years post-op. Um, my addiction, like I said, was towards food. And I've completely transformed that, that obsession with food to being an obsession with being in the gym. And it's, it's like, I crave it <laughs> mm -hmm. going to the gym is like a, a sweet tooth for me is the weirdest way to say it, but that's how much I crave going to the gym. Yeah, it's there's so many good pieces of that. Uh, all all of the notes here. So I'll try to like summarize and, and think of think of things for us to talk about here. But first off, just I I love just kind of like the courage you had in all of that. Obviously, any bit of surgical procedure, anything like that is always obviously a big decision and stuff and, and to actually go forth with. But I think you're 
attitude. And I can already tell the comp- uh, competition side with it before you even saying cheerleader or kind of what you're doing here, because the words mm-hmm. you're saying are kind of doing that, right? You're like, hey, this isn't this isn't where it is. I need to change my mindset. You knew that the surgery itself wasn't going to be the solution. Like you said, it's a, it's a tool exactly. to kind of get you moving in the in the direction that you wanted to go. But I think we we as a public, as a society, sometimes feel like the tool should be doing all the work for us and not realizing mm-hmm. that the tool is is literally just that. It's a tool. It's only as good as how you use it. This microphone is only as good as you use it. The camera is only as good as you use it. And, and certain things, I think people kind of get overwhelmed in the fact of saying, hey, I did X, Y, and Z. Why am I not seeing the same results that someone else might have? Exactly. And that's one thing that I am very strong about um, on social media is that I do go to, like, like I said, I'm in the gym six to seven days a week. Um, There, there's the high possibility of me gaining all of my weight back because I over, or I don't use this tool to its full advantage. And I don't take what I need from it. It like learning the values of food and learning what my actual food, what, what I need in my body. You know, like I said, there's a want and there's a need. Um, so a lot of people that I want to kind of open their eyes up to is just because you get this doesn't mean that it's a simple fix. Doesn't mean that it goes away. There's a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication that goes into this. It's just as easy to go back to where I was being that overweight young girl. There's, there's always a possibility of me going back to that. Um, but it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of dedication and I'm a strong believer. You want it, you'll get it, but you, you got to learn those mental aspects too. Yeah. I think the mental aspect is, is so underplayed just really in anything, even if you consider like weight loss aside, like just really anything, the amount of times, especially with any sort of addiction that people don't realize the, the, the mental aspect of it, you might stop the physical, whatever it is. But the mental takes a little while to get there. And, and it's not really even just from your own internal sense, which obviously we think about that as kind of the way we think about it. But it's also we have these external forces that kind of hit at us, you know, critics, if you will, that keep coming after us with negative things of, you know, you're never going to amount to anything. So I'm sure you had that before, before even having the surgery or having these thoughts is you had some of this negative criticism coming from people that were, were judging you as a person based on the way you look, which isn't appropriate at all. But I can say it even mm-hmm. now, like we talked about before we started recording, it's I'm sure you still get that even now because people judging you because of the way you look like it, it's a never ending game. It, yeah, it's a continuous vicious cycle. Um, it's, it's really sad. There is a lot of positivity that comes my way. And I'm so thankful that people go out of their way to share, you know, share their stories and tell me about how this has changed for them or how I have inspired them. That is like one of my main things. What I want to do is I want to help people understand that there is a way out and there's a way that you can control it and get a grasp on, on your life again. Um, but with that, there are a lot of people that are negative and they're mean. Um, and the best way to say it is that you just feel attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And one thing that I've kind of learned is even if I'm thriving in life or if I'm failing in life, there's always going to be those people that are going to be, you know, degrading you or saying negative things about you. No matter what you do, you're going to have those people in your life. Um, But the way that I've turned it is I've taken those negative comments and I've turned them into a positive thing and I know what I've done and I know what I've accomplished in my life. So I keep striving for my goal. Everyone has different goals, but you can't let other people's criticism and opinions affect you. I love that there of you, you striving to your goals, you know, you know what you've accomplished. And, and I think what, what people kind of get into, and, and I know you're, not with this at all. So that's why it's, I'm getting it out there is this idea of you have to lose weight. You have to look a certain way to, to be happy, to be a certain kind of person. And, and that's not at all the case. And that's, I know that that's not at all your message either, but what I see in your message is mm-hmm. it's like, this was your goal. This is what you put towards. And this is where you went because this is, this is what you wanted in that aspect. Not because that's kind of what the external forces were telling you to do. Obviously with your competition type mindset going to the gym so much, I know it as a runner where it's just like, I don't care if it's 10 degrees outside, I need to hit the road. Like I got to do this because I know, I know someone that's faster than me is doing it. How can I kind of get that leg up? But this idea of no matter what people kind of throw at you, this negativity, this criticism, like you said, there, there's always going to be attacks. And it's always funny how mm-hmm. it, when you're, doing your best, there's always people that are jealous kind of attacking you. Usually when you're down in the dumps, there's not that many people attacking you because really, what are they attacking? You're already down in the dumps. There's nothing that, like they're not going to kick you lower, really. But, Mm -hmm. But I feel like those attacks are technically, they're always happening. It's just how we react to those attacks. When we're in this like exactly. state of bliss and state of like positivity, the attacks hurt a little more than when we're in the dump. We're just like, oh, that's just another one, not really thinking about the impact of it. So how do you, yeah. how do we kind of separate the, take that separation, if we take like a layer back from that of when we are kind of being attacked, how, how can we turn that into a positive message? I make it my inspiration. You know, I make it my inspiration. Like I, I'm thriving to do my best now, rather than letting those comments push me down. I never want to feel that again. Um, when I was bigger and I was overweight, I was at the lowest of my lowest. I was to the point where I did not care about life anymore. I didn't care about what I was doing to my body, how I was going about it. I never want to be that person again. And I made that promise to myself that I would never be that person again. So even with the negativity and with these comments, it is hurtful. It is very hurtful. And people don't realize the way that their comments can affect people. But like I said, I use it as an inspiration. And I tell myself, you know what? I know what I've accomplished. I know what I have overcome physically but mentally and emotionally and I'm going to keep pushing myself because at the end of the day if you aren't happy as an individual no one's going to be happy with you regardless Mm -hmm. so I'd rather make myself happy and do what I got to do to put me first and the people that support me I cherish and I'm so utterly grateful for them Um, but sadly there's going to be hate and that's okay Because, you know, the haters are going to allow me to 
progress in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I've kind of overcome is they're there for a reason and it's to push you harder. I love that because we, how often do we, you know, look towards outside sources to make us happy, right? We look for that validation. We do, I mean, we all do it inherently just as human beings. Like we're, we're looking for validation. It feels good. Right. We're looking to kind of be like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing something good. I want kind of, you don't want necessarily praise as like bow down to me, but it's, it's more of us like, I want some validation that the work I'm putting in is, is worth something. Somebody else sees a difference in it. And I think so often yeah. we, we look towards outside sources to give us that validation and we forget about ourselves, which kind of goes back to that mental side where you could have mm-hmm. done all of this. You could put all the work and you could do all of this. And even if you were getting praise from the outside, if you weren't telling yourself Hey, I know what I've accomplished. I know the the obstacles that I've overcome to do this. If you're not telling yourself that, you're gonna fall right back into into your old old habits and that sort of thing. And then and then and then what? You know. Mm-hmm. And a, a big thing that I think that kind of falls under that line um, is body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a huge thing that falls under there. Is like once we start allowing ourselves to listen to that and listen to those critics and. Um, those judgmental comments is that we, we, we already suffer with body dys- dysmorphia. Everyone does. There's something that we dislike about ourselves. Um, and then getting those comments, you're like, wow, I never noticed that flaw in myself, but now I'm going to notice it 10 times harder after someone pointed it out. Um, so it plays a huge role in our everyday lives. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just, we're inundated with it, especially in our culture today where yeah. it's like social media is, is ravaged for it. You know, we, we want to reach out to people. This is how we connect with people. Obviously this is how we met. This is how Mm -hmm. we connect with a ton of other people. We, we strive for that, but there is that kind of fear of when I, when I post something, what is someone going to think? Or are they going to like my new haircut or, or, or was the shirt too tight or was this, we, we worry about these things. And it's weird, Mm -hmm. weird to say, I've talked about it with my wife before. It's this idea of like, we know this happens in, in females a lot because it's just very apparent, but it happens in males almost as often where we have oh, this yeah. idea. Like I know when I was just at EDC Orlando uh, back in November and like we're at like the pool parties and I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to keep my shirt on because like mm-hmm. these, these jacked fools over around here, like I just like, and it instantly gets in my head and it's like, but why am I telling myself that story? Why, why are yeah. we going through this where it beats you down enough where it's just ingrained in my mental aspect of everyone else can see something different, but we see, when we look in the mirror, it's almost like those like carnival mirrors, right? Where we see something that's definitely not the way it actually is. Yeah. We see something that's completely different. You know, there, even though I'm, I'm down 130 pounds, even though I am down 130 pounds, there are times where I look in the mirror and I still, still, still see myself as that 260 pound girl. Um, and it's crazy to think about that because like when I say, it and I talk about it, it doesn't really seem like, how, how could you see that? Right. But the emotional and mental side of it, that's all it comes down to is you still see that person. You, you know, when you point out those flaws and everything, you, you become your worst critic. Mm. You become your worst enemy. And that's that's a hard thing to kind of come back 
come back from almost because you think about it is, all right, so we have this internal critic that's telling us these things. And then we have external validation that's saying, hey, you're not those mm-hmm. things. You're like, yeah, but I am. Like you're not yeah. hearing what's in my head. And I don't think I don't think we ever get rid of those things. There's always things in our life where you're just like, I'm not going to get rid of that. But I think the way you've done it as well from, from hearing you talk is this idea of using that as your inspiration, your motivation to keep pushing forward, knowing like, hey, yep. this is what I see. And, you know, we... I think all of us inherently, when we have an addictive personality, we go from one thing to the other. So you said you had a food addiction. Now it's like gym. I've I've got that same mentality of like, I need to run. No addiction is great per se, but there are better ones Mm -hmm. to have. A healthier one to have is going to the gym rather than a food addiction. But when we can can use these things and understand and kind of just reframe our minds to understand like – Hey, we're moving forward with purpose and intentionality. Like this is this is mm-hmm. how I want to live. And I'm gonna take these steps to get there, knowing that in the back of your head, you're always gonna have those self-doubt. But how do you use that self-doubt to kind of keep pushing yourself forward? Yeah, for me personally, um, one major thing that I do is I look back at pictures of myself when I was bigger. And that's why a lot of the times I keep those pictures. Um, is because I use that as an inspiration. I take it as, okay, I know where I came from. I know where I'm at now. And if I can accomplish that, what more can I do? So for me, that, that is a huge inspiration, just seeing my transformation and knowing what I've gone through. Like I said, emotionally and mentally and physically, I've been able to use that and look back and say, okay, I've done this. I can keep going. I can keep pushing. Nothing is stopping me. Nothing is stopping me besides myself. And so I just kind of keep telling myself mentally that I can do this. You said something there that I that I always repeat is we're kind of we we're the only ones that hold the limits. So when nothing is yep. stopping you but yourself, it's 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 so true. Is you can you can go after anything. Obviously, for some people, it's easier than others if you have access to resources, mm-hmm. influence. If you have influence, all these things, it's fine. But we can all go after something. You know, we I just saw mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend. Um, well, this episode will come out a week later, but the the Houston Marathon, where the two women, the women that uh, won the half marathon, <clears throat> she won the marathon. And then the uh, American record holder for the half marathon were both women in their mid to late 30s that hadn't been running wow. for a while. And it's one of those, and they've, they've had multiple kids and they've done all this stuff where as a whole, we would say, oh, you, you're not able to do that. You can't run that fast. Yeah, you that's can't impossible. Do exactly. But really the only thing that's impossible are the things we don't try. Because if you never yep. try, you never give yourself a chance, you're never going to have an opportunity. And, and I can tell just... <clears throat> overall, like you said, you, you, when you were heavier and you were in that, that pre-state when you were 19 years old, this idea of like, you just didn't have the extra confidence. You had to fake it. You basically Mm -hmm. faked it to, to kind of fill this. And I can just see now from our previous conversation that we had, this conversation now, this idea of you don't realize when you have that transformation, that it's not just about the transformation of what it is. Obviously, you had yeah. a surgery, you've changed your ideas around food and healthy eating and healthy living, but that's not the only thing. You can you can see more confidence, you can see more radiation of, of happiness and joy 
in your life because you, you're starting to get that clarity of going, oh, wait, I accomplished this one thing. Like, what else can I accomplish? Like, literally, the sky's the limit. Oh, yeah. Um, nothing is, everything is doable. And you can achieve so much when you put your willpower to it. And that is a main thing, whether, whether you get the surgery or whether you push to do this on your own, it is hard work and the beneficial factor of doing it and realizing how well you did it. And even if it's a small change, it's the most amazing feeling that you could ever have. Yeah. It's this idea of you're kind of like starting the, starting the rock down the hill or the snowball down the hill, right? Like we've seen those like yeah. cartoon animations where it's a tiny snowball and then it keeps getting bigger and keeps getting bigger. It's the idea is once you get that momentum of going, okay, <clears throat> people told me this was impossible, regardless of what it is. Mm -hmm. People told me this was impossible and I did it. Okay, now, yep. now what am I, what doors am I closing that I didn't even give myself an opportunity to try because I had that mindset of, oh, everyone says I can't do it. So why even try do it? But now you kind of get this momentum. And because of that, you're able to kind of get over the, the, the attacks that you've had, the critics, that sort of thing, and really lean into this transformation of it, it no longer became a transformation of a single item in my life, but it became a transformation of myself where everything around yep. me has now changed because I took that first step uh, in, in towards my purpose. And it was very intentional about taking that first step. Oh yeah. 100%. And I'm a firm believer. Once you start projecting that, that positivity that has followed behind your journey, other people will start to follow. Mm -hmm. And those are going to be the people that support it. And the, the people that are looking for that inspiration that want to follow behind you. You know, one thing that I have learned is you can't make everyone happy. Um, I would much rather make myself happier than make thousands of people happy. Um, because I was, I was making other people happy when I was bigger. And then at, at the end of the day, I had to go home and look myself in the mirror and be like, you are not happy, Telsa. You're not happy. Why are you putting on this fake face for other people when you are not happy? Yeah. And that's what I wanted it to change. <laughs> and that's what I want other people to know is it's okay to feel stuck, but there's a way out and you can do it, but you have to put yourself first. There's going to be critics. There's going to be comments. There's going to be self-doubt. But as soon as you put yourself first, you'll, you'll start getting like that bigger snowball. You'll start right. building yourself up where these little things don't break you down as easy. Right. You're able to kind of, you, you've built a stronger base, right? So you've yeah. built this, this stronger um, atmosphere around you that you know you can kind mm -hmm. of tackle things. You know, we can call it like thick skin or something like that. But it's really yeah. understanding where the value comes from. You said... You, when you start projecting positivity and value, you kind of get people that come along with you. And, and it's funny how that's exactly the case where you, the more positivity you put out, you start attracting people that find that positivity attractive. So, so mm -hmm. when, when they find that attractive, obviously you get the, the naysayers and the haters that come along with it, but you're, you're stronger to understand what this core group is and you don't give them the attention. I think what we do so often which allows kind of the, the critics to fester or, or the, the 
bad self-doubt or the talk that we have for ourselves to fester is because we focus too much attention on it. So if we focused on the yep. positive, we focused on the positive people in our lives, the positive values, that sort of thing. It's interesting how the entire thing can just flip. You know, we've I've seen it yeah. in, in my own personal circumstances with running or, or even life. But this idea of like, if you just think happy thoughts, think positive thoughts, the mood turns around. You're still in the same shit situation. Things still aren't possibly yeah. going the way you want to. But if you reframe your mind, it makes it it makes it more enjoyable and, and more it makes it more willing for yourself to kind of go through the motions of it. Yeah, and it makes it just more rewarding for yourself. Um, one of the main questions that I get um, about my social media is people are like you know, people are so mean on your TikToks, Telsa. Like, I can't believe people would say this or I can't believe people would think this is not you and you're using pictures of other people. And, you know, in my one comment back that I have to everyone that brings that up to me is I don't pay attention to it. You know, my thing is, why am I going to pay attention to that when I know it's going to make me feel a certain type of way? Mm-hmm. I don't want to project anger at these people for feeling this type of way because you never know what they're feeling inside you know and they could feel stuck and they could feel hurt and that's why they projected out to other people I did that too when I was bigger I made it seem that like there was a stigma with everyone having to have this body image of being skinny and being healthy and I was hurt because I wasn't happy in my body so I projected that out as well And that is something that I will very much um, admit to. And looking back now and, you know, seeing myself and how much I've overcome, I've been able to actually (laughs) understand that and take responsibility for those thoughts. But my thing is, is that you can't pay attention to what people think of you. You have to put your thoughts first. And if you're proud of yourself for losing five pounds, be damn proud of yourself for losing those five pounds because there's people that can't accomplish that and can't do that. There's things in your life that you can accomplish that other people can't. So you have to be proud of yourself regardless of what the scenario is. Yeah. It's so easy on this side of things. I love the way you put that of you were on that other side and we don't know how people are feeling when they're posting these things, you know, you obviously just have the internet bullies that want to cause issues just in general, but a lot of it is deep seated in something else. There's some insecurity that is coming out when people are posting things or saying things a certain way. So there is something underlying there. So like attacking them, what does that do? One, it makes you look like a jerk. And then two, it it doesn't help them. It basically validates their feelings because they're saying, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm lacking in whatever it is. And you are coming down on me, which makes me feel even more lacking because I'm not at your level of whatever it is. So I I mm-hmm. love that idea of kind of really just being like empathetic, right? Of where people are yeah. in their journey and knowing like, hey, I was there too. You know, let's let's have a conversation. Let's figure out what we can do because obviously there's an underlying issue there. But I, I really mm-hmm. enjoy, I really like you saying the, they're there and you or you empathize for them, but you also don't respond back to it. You don't kind of light yeah. the fire because again, it's just going to escalate things to things that don't make more sense. And then you start feeling those things. You start having those thoughts, which 
it's so easy to kind of fall back into that trap, right? Of whatever your train, your frame yeah. of thought is, is the more times you hear it, the more times people come after you with it, the easier it is to start believing that it's true. Yeah. And like I said, I put myself back to when I was feeling those ways and I was already at my lowest of lows and every small little comment that people were making towards me, even, even though I was projecting out negativity, the negative comments back, they put me below the surface. And that was to the point where I was, I just stopped caring. I stopped caring about myself. I stopped caring about some of my friends, just life in general. I was to that point where I'm just like, eh, whatever happens, happens. And so I remember feeling that way. You know, people are going to have these mental battles that they're going through, but pushing them down, there's nothing that's going to gain on my aspect. You know, if anything, I would like them to see the positive comments that are on there and see how I am changing lives and changing my life. And I hope that opens that door for them to be like, you know what? Let me change myself too. And if they don't want to, or if they don't want to accept what they're going through, that is fine. But I'm not here to push you down. I'm not here to make you feel unworthy because every person is worthy of something. So that is, that is just one of the main things is that I, I, I can't focus my time on the negative negativity because I just don't want it to affect me and nor do I want it to affect other people. Yeah. Like you said, there's there's so much underlying that we don't we don't know when people post that or when they do these things. And you know, a lot of times when you have that that mentality of whatever happens, happens, that's when we let life happen to us, right? Rather than being a part of yeah. life and actually living life. And I think mm-hmm. when we when you start going down that road of like negative comments and stuff like that, you can very easily turn the script to the I'm better than you, even if, even though that's mm-hmm. not the the message itself, but if someone is heartfelt having a, a, a an issue with it and you kind of respond in a yeah. negative manner, it's, it's definitely like almost like a power position where it's just like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Like get out of my comments, troll kind of thing. Um, I think there's time yeah. and place for some of that. Cause again, some people are just internet bullies and it's just, it is what it is. They just want to cause drama. Um, they yeah, do, they it's do it just for, for their pure entertainment. <laughs> exactly. But I think overall, I think people do have some deep seated like understanding because especially if you think of like even TikTok, like the only way you're seeing things on TikTok is if you're looking at similar things on TikTok, right? So like yep. if it's coming on your page, you're already inundated with this. You're already looking <laughs> at it. So if there's obviously some underlying connection with this thing that you're yep. obviously feeling and and it's so funny when you can see people that like either comment videos or like videos and you're like, oh, let me go to your profile and see all the things you like. And it's like, here, this is exactly the problem. Like everything that you're liking is all like very negative, very, very negative. And then, mm-hmm. then you kind of bring that there and it's like, okay, it makes sense. Like I understand kind of where you're coming from, but that takes uh, aside from like our side to be able to, to be stronger than that and to understand that. Because obviously, you know, when, when you get attacked, especially on social media, or especially if it's a picture of you or a video or something in my case, like I created something and people are just like, it's garbage. Mm-hmm that's garbage. You should stop what you're doing. Like it does hurt. And, and like you said, people don't realize how hurtful those comments can be, but 
again, back to what we said a few times already, it's this whole mindset idea of getting your mind in the right place to know that, hey, those attacks are going to come. And when they do come, you need to be prepared on how you're going to react and how you're going to kind of let, mm-hmm. let it affect you as a, as a human. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. The, you said another thing uh, about being stuck and feeling stuck in, in the situation. I, I saw a, a reel recently that I'm probably going to turn this into a whole different episode because I love the idea of not necessarily being stuck but being scared to make a decision because stuck really is, again, yep. to this idea of we're in control of our next step, right? There's so many things that can happen to us, mm-hmm. but we can only control where we go. So we can sometimes feel stuck in that moment. How how do you overcome, because I'm sure you still have these instances, obviously, like you said, you look back and you see them as inspiration, but how do you kind of make sure you don't get stuck again in that mindset where you're like, I need to pull myself out of it? There's a, There's been a lot of times that I have felt scared. Um, you know, and I remember... I put myself back into when I first started looking at the gastric sleeve and I started getting some comments about, you know, this could change your life forever. And, you know, the possibility of you failing or having issues, et cetera. I put myself in that mindset where I was looking in the mirror and I was just like, okay, it's either I change my life and I go through with this or the possibility of me getting obese even more and dying is right in front of my face. So I I put myself back into that mentality and I try to grasp the the picture of who I'm trying to become because I, I overcome it and then I set myself a new goal and I keep pushing to get to that. Yeah. So it's going to be scary, you know, and a lot of things, a lot of people have issues with is the change. A lot of people don't like change and I'm one of those people. Um, but when you get your mindset right and you get your focal points right of what you exactly want, that change becomes easy. And like I said, it becomes a want rather than a need. It's like, I want to do this. I want to do this for myself. I want to do this for my future, my kids, my life, you know? Yeah, I absolutely love that because change is like a very difficult topic for a lot of people because it's not comfortable, you know? I always say we like Mm -hmm. to get comfortable. We need to get comfortable with discomfort and and that's really what change is all about. Like things happen and we need to be able to adapt to it and, and move towards it. But this idea of kind of looking back is your circumstance is obviously a very unique one in that sense of just like, well, I have, I have options. I either get my life together or I could possibly die because of this. Like I could get to a point where it's just, it's just my body will not be able to sustain it. And Mm -hmm. obviously that's a really good reminder, but I think we can see a lot where people may not be to that extreme of a thing, but we kind of just sit in our comfort Mm -hmm. thinking like, Hey, I'll be fine staying the way I am when I don't think anyone's yeah. fine when you stay the way you are. Even even our, in our certain situation, like right now, mentally speaking, uh, or we'll say like physically speaking, like you are you are healthy. You're obviously fit. You're competitive. We can go this route and say, okay, you know what? If I don't do anything else but maintain, physically, I'll be able to last a long time. 
like I'm in a healthy environment. I can keep yeah. moving forward. But from a mental aspect, because of that drive, because of wanting that push, you're limiting yourself and you're, you're basically not living to your full potential. Because I think, I think the continuation of what you're doing is, in my opinion, one of the most important parts of that story. You didn't see it as a checkbox of, all right, lose yeah. 130 pounds, check, I'm done. You really saw it as like, no, this is a lifestyle change. For the rest of my life, I'm going to change the way I do things because I know the mm -hmm. benefit that it's going to have for me. Yep. It's a never ending open door kind mm -hmm. of feel. You know, you, you open that door, you realize I accomplished this. Let me accomplish this. Let me accomplish this. I want this. I'm going to do this. It's one of those feelings where you just keep striving. You, you keep striving and you keep going past what you thought you couldn't accomplish before. Uh, when you had that mentality of, okay, I'm comfortable. I'm just going to stay here. No, you, you, you got to push yourself. You got to step out of your comfort zone because if you don't step out of your comfort zone, you're never going to understand and you're never going to see what you can actually accomplish. And once you accomplish it, it's the most rewarding feeling you'll ever feel. And you'll thank yourself later and you'll, you'll realize, okay, I did that. I can do this. Yeah. I love that idea of just like the never ending open door where there's always, there's always <laughs> another door mm -hmm. to go through. There's this idea oh, yeah. of, we have these endless opportunities that have been provided to us, but are we really grasping everything that's there? Are we really taking, taking this one life? We're all going to die, right? Like this, we yeah. have limited time on this earth. So how are we using that time? And again, some people may look at your story or, or look at what you're doing or hearing some of the words you're saying and misconstrued them of when you say making yourself happy and doing this. But what you're really doing is you're helping prioritize your mental mental capacity and your physical capacity to tell a story to people like, hey, like you're worth something. Like don't, mm -hmm. don't give everything you have away because you need to take care of yourself too. You know, that whole, that whole idea, like when you're on a plane, the flight attendants say, you know, make sure you put your mask on before you help somebody else. Because if you are dying, you're not going to be able to help somebody else. So this nope. whole idea, your entire story to me is really summed up in that is making a change and continuously pushing through to, to show people like, Hey, I did it. You can too. And, and really putting yeah. like a personal aspect to it. And yeah, I just love every bit of it. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm trying. And that's one thing that I want people to see throughout my story of telling it is that I focused on me. I didn't focus on that negativity. I didn't focus on the critics. I focused on what I wanted as a person. I put myself, you know, in a, in a different state of mind. And I said, okay, Telsa, what do you want? And I laid out everything that I wanted for my life. I took out everyone's opinions, everyone's thoughts, um, and I, I mainly focused on me. And that was the first time that I've ever actually done that. You know, people would tell me their thoughts are like, oh, you should just, you look great, Telsa. You look confident. You're happy. Don't change anything. And I'd be like, you know what? I am confident. I am happy. And I was telling myself these things. It was a, it was a mental game. I was telling myself I was happy. But like I said, at the end of the night, when I would look myself in the mirror, I knew damn well I was not happy. 
Yeah. Cause it's, isn't that when we, that's when you really see it, right? When you're by yourself, when you don't even have the, the external components, because like we said a few times, the external components can kind of mess with what's in between our ears, positive and negative. If you're mm-hmm. hearing, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. You may not actually be fine, especially mentally. You're just, you're in a rough place. So once you literally get to that quiet, get to that calm, when, when it's literally just you and your thoughts, that's kind of when your true, your, your true ideas come out and really understand you yeah. can kind of be true with yourself because really, like, are you really going to lie to yourself? Like we try to do it. We can no. lie to others. We can put a facade up for others, but you can't do it to yourself. Eventually you're going, you're going to feel it. You're just pushing it away. Yeah. And I think that's where self-discovery kind of comes from. Um, you know, realizing who you are and realizing your mentality and everything, it all falls under, under it. At the end of the day, we have to listen to ourselves and we got to put ourselves first. And that's going to be the best way that we can move forward and proceed with our life is being, it's okay to be selfish. And that's one thing I've learned is it's okay to be selfish. Absolutely. love it. Telsa, thanks so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you so much for having me and allowing me to share my story, not only to you, but to other people that felt what I felt. And I hope this allows them to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and just keep striving and pushing yourselves forward. Yeah. Perfect. How can people connect with you if they want to kind of just tell you, tell you maybe their story or get some of your thoughts? What's the best way for them to connect with you? The best way that I would say that I would actually be able to visualize and kind of reach back with some people and get in contact with them would be um, through my Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram at TELS123. That's T-E-L-S-123. I love hearing everyone's stories and I love trying to engage with everyone and kind of get back to them and allow them to open up to me. Because sometimes they're just not ready to open up to themselves. So kind of telling someone that can feel what they felt is the best way to do it. Perfect. We'll have all of Telsa's stuff in the show notes. You'll be able to connect with her on Instagram. Uh, But thanks again for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much and take care. Yeah. Everyone else, you can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. You guys know the deal. Visit the website, www.flores.run. Hangry, find all the stuff. Get some hangry gear. Wearehangry.com. Hope everyone has a great week. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. See you next week.